The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. There we go. Okay, bring up the notes. Sweet. Okay, Cleves. What, what was that little tabletop about there? It was my mouse. I know, but why? Why? What was? What was with that? There wasn't. There wasn't a particular reason. No, 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 no. But like, you have one of those ma- mouse, mice's, mice. Anyway, that yeah, you, you don't actually have to move with your hand. You just do the little scroll thing, right? So, what was the tap about? Don't know. Force a habit, I suppose. I remember when you used to have mice with like a little rubber ball in them, and you had to give them a bit of a tap. Maybe it's just muscle memory. Yeah, that's really dated you. Carbon dated you, if, if I'm honest. Right. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive. Do you want to do that without kicking the table? Nope. It was a little... Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With T, Cleves and Selena. Each week, offered up a blurry perspective on life. And welcome to Seesaw. Once again, we are here with Selena. Hi. And unfortunately, Cleves is with us. As always. Well, you're running late. I was hoping that it would just be me and Selena today. You should have started without me and seen how it went down. What? It might have been a new dynamic that works much better than the previous however many episodes. What, 71 episodes? Yeah. <laughs> After 71 episodes and four seasons, we make a change. Yep. Sometimes you've got to do that. Like one person just leaves to go off and get a movie career. I assume that would be me. I'm like the the Jerry Halliwell of the Spice Girls. I go off, have my own kind of semi-okay career, then do nothing for 40 years, and then marry like a fucking millionaire. I mean... It's life. It is. So how are we today? Fine. I don't know who's we. <laughs> By we, I think he meant you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't give a we, shit we, about <laughs> We see each other too much. Uh, I'm fine. How about we jump into the topic of the week? Oh, I'm going straight in. All right. Yeah. Well, have you got some quick blind news for us? I don't know. I was gonna I was gonna offer out the segment, Selena. Do you have any co-host feedback on where you went wrong in the past few episodes? I do. I actually yes. do. I knew nice. it. So <laughs> episode 69, your top 10 tips to lead a happy blind life. Yeah. I'm go not on. sure. Eight or nine, I'm not sure which one it was, picking up dog poo or picking up your guide dog dog poo, not just any old dog poo. I've got a few bones to pick with that. My, my first guide dog, Calvin, he was great. He was a proper guide dog who didn't spend on walks. Uh, yeah. My current guide dog, Riley, is rubbish in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> he, he always spends on the walk. and Spend me shit, by now. the way. Yeah, he yeah. does a busy... But you say to lead a happy blind life, I should pick up my my dog's poo. But it's just not always practical. In the beginning, I was really good and I'd pick it up and put it in my pocket, which is inconvenient in itself. I can't see to know where any bins are, so I just have to keep it with me. 
But like when I'm going somewhere, like to a beauty appointment, they're not actually that happy when I hand over a, a bag of dog food and say, oh, sorry, can you put this in the bin for me? So Why don't you just I- keep it in your pocket to go home? Because oh, it's just, I can't be getting my eyebrows done and I've got dog poo in my pocket. It's like, what's that smell? You know. <laughs> tie, you need to tie the bag up. You still. It's about your own peace of mind. What if someone comes along and treads in that? That would haunt me for days. No, what if someone asks for dog treats and you get it mixed up and you pull right. it out and it's like, here's some dog treats. <laughs> <laughs> I am good. If he does go on the pavement, I will always pick it up no matter where I'm going. But if he goes on the side on the grass and I know it's, you know, out the way, uh, I do leave it from time to time because if it's not convenient, if I'm not on my way home or if I'm not going somewhere where I can dispose of it easily, mm. I leave it. And I'm allowed to leave it. That's the law. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, episode 70. I feel like you've uh, written these down somewhere and you're just reading them off a Braille display. Yeah, if I had a Braille display, maybe um, I could real read Braille at a proper pace, maybe. But no. <laughs> um, <laughs> episode 70. Jim's. I go to the gym. I'm a bit of a gym snob, to be honest, and go, only go to a nice gym. Um, but by the by, your tips again for going to the gym, they sounded really tedious. Like some of them, like, what a hassle. And I was thinking, well, all the time, why don't you just say, actually, any gym can let you in with a carer slash friend for free, solves all your problems. Don't worry about trying to do this this way and do that that way just take someone with you don't be ashamed of it it's okay to ask for help sometimes so that was my feedback on that and swimming guide swimming people that do triathlon in open water are actually attached to their guide swimmers Mm -hmm. either by their foot or their arm how they do that in synchronization i don't know that must be really tough um but also if i go swimming and if the pool's busy like my my pool anyways all laned out we don't it's not just an open pool so I do tend to be in a lane but if I have to share a lane with someone like whoever I've gone swimming with will just give me a feedback from time to time saying you need to go left a bit or right a bit oh yeah and your swimming idea of how to keep straight in the pool by holding onto the rope with one hand no (laughs) you don't swim breaststroke like that you swim breaststroke normally and just tap the rope every few strokes to to know you're going straight (laughs) It sounds ridiculous holding on to the trying to swim with one arm. <laughs> you know what? In my mind, I'm holding on to it the entire time and just doing one side and then doing back the other side. Just don't do that. Anybody out there, don't don't swim like that, please. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger question, Selena, is let's say someone is um, unconscious in the pool. Do you feel <laughs> like you could grab someone's arm or leg swim to the side and then just, you know, shuffle out onto the side and then pull them out by their arms or legs. I was with you when I was listening to that in the beginning. It's like, yeah, you're right, you're right. You can just swim to the side. But then when T was actually explaining, yeah, that the head's going to go underwater. Like, well, you yeah. pull them out by your arms instead, <laughs> then, don't you? Like, you get them near the side and then just lift them underneath their armpits and out. So that's what I thought about. You know what? I still want to see you try this with a life-saving dummy. I don't need to try it. I already know but I can do it. I will preface this by saying... Mate, a small child of six assist, years old could do it. I will say that I used to assist could do with it. these like assessments, like the monthly assessments, to make sure life cuts were still good enough. And I've seen professional rugby players who were doing lifeguarding sort of on the side. Uh, firstly, if they're a professional rugby player, why would they need to do lifeguarding on the side? Okay, not not... Not professional, okay? There we go, it's going People. down already, go on. Okay, yeah, 
okay, Division Three. Like that, I think that's the highest that was with us. Like Division Three, I saw them struggle. I think they make it look hard. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay, I'll give you one last chance, Lena. Anything else? No, but I'm probably not the best person to comment on the swimming. I, I was never able to get the brick off the floor in swimming lessons. Don't worry. <laughs> Bodies that are unconscious float, so you won't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Have to do that. Yeah, according to Tina, they sink. They're all wearing iron galoshes. <laughs> I never said they sink. I in your head that like, they go they go paralyzed like a plank of wood and it's just so easy to deal with. They don't. They go flippy floppy. And they sink because you just said you, they don't sink, and then you just said they sink. As soon as you upset the balance, they sink. Yeah, don't believe you, mate. Okay, it's up this topic of the week, shall we? Topic of the week. So this time around, let's chat about whether you would choose to not have your disability if that option was given to you. But where I want to start off, and I'd be very careful with my words, with saying the word cure, because this is something that comes up a lot in these discussions. If we were to turn around and say, would you cure your disability? Would you say that sort of an offensive thing to say to someone? Well, are you saying there's something wrong with me? Yes. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? Your visual impairment, that's what I... If if Tony's not implying it, I'm straight up implying it. (laughs) (laughs) Speak your mind, Slim. This is secret. Uh, Why am I starting? (laughs) There's something wrong with my visual impairment. Do I want it to be cured? Some days, yes. Some days, no. It's made me the person who I am. Mm. Other days, temporarily... Yes, just give me a couple of hours, please. I guess T's main question was probably, even though I basically said that it was without question, uh, whether it is genuinely an impairment or are you just different to other people? Mm. doesn't necessarily make you impaired in any way, despite what we've called it. But It's it, a big yeah. impairment. Yeah, but... But I think that my, what I'm getting at is like the word cure. It's like cure is very specific in the sense that it's implying that it is a problem. And this is where it, it gets a really tricky thing. Is visual impairment a disease? Is it something to be cured? Um, well, my condition is called Nori disease. So, yes, I'm diseased. <laughs> yeah, that, that's absolutely fair. I, my, my conditions don't have the, the tag of diseased with them, but I would see them as that. They're genetic illnesses. But please, what do you think? I think I would say it depends on the disability, how it's defined and how you define it as a person, which is a nothing answer. I appreciate that. But it's, you've demonstrated how complicated this issue is. But if we go down like the very pragmatic route. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not giving this your opinion. What, what about you? Ah, uh, okay. People usually don't give a shit about my opinion because I'm very angry. Neither does Selena. She's being polite. <laughs> Thanks, Selena. <laughs> So I think people who get offended by the word cure have too much time on their hands. I think it's it's very much one of these things is very perception-based. And if some people see their condition as something that needs to be cured, that's up to them. It's a very personal thing. 
but those people who get upset about uh like if a new treatment came on the market that would cure blindness i think a lot of people who are in the vip community would turn around and say, i don't need to be cured i'm perfect the way i am but then there's others who would turn around and say no i want to have sight i want to be cured of what is a disability by definition it's a lack of ability and i think people get a little bit too sacred with things it's fine to have that opinion but it comes down to a fascist attitude of everyone has to have that attitude as well right so what you're saying is fine to have opinions just don't voice them i'm not saying don't voice them i'm just saying don't voice them in a way where you're trying to get people on your bandwagon and put down the other side of things so and there was a group of disabled people and a cure was available for them as far as people who would turn around and say yes give me that what would be their reasons for doing that? Like, What are the advantages of taking that cure? Better standard of life. There's the argument that you would be able to do more things if you did not have your disability. You would be more abled. You would not have to rely on others. That sort of shit. There'd be more opportunities for you in life. I think controversially, I guess you should never say you suffer from your disability, but disabilities can bring suffering and a cure could get rid of that suffering whether it's pain or something else i think there are medical complications aren't there that come with certain conditions the way like if you don't have something some form of treatment and our treatment's fine right but usually treatment is very reactive isn't it it's a very reactive thing to do whereas a cure especially in younger people, can avoid these problems altogether, especially with things like osteoarthritis. Like If you can stop that happening, that's going to save a lot of pain and issues down the line if you can get on that immediately as opposed to waiting and then having to deal with it with a lot of medication and physiotherapy. If a cure would stop actual physical pain and suffering, I can't really see how that's a bad thing. If mm. it's like... Ah, guys, it's it's not a painful situation in 99% of the cases. It's just something that you live with, which makes life more difficult. Oh, no, mine's very painful. Is it actually? Yeah, I have chronic eye pain from... I've got calcium buildup on the front of my eye from having oil put in my eye to originally reattach my retina. And the side effect of having oil in my eye has brought out this calcium. So I, I have to put in lots of eye drops and I do have days where I'm absolutely in agony with it um, because it just dries out my eyes and it feels very scabby and horrible. Um, and I've had the, the calcium scraped off a couple of times through surgery, but it's effectively, it's just going to keep growing back whilst I have this oil in my eye and I can't have the oil taken out because then my eye will just shrink and I'll lose my light perception. Sucks. And I also get pain as well. Secondary pain from it. Because of my condition, I am very prone to migraines, and that's a huge side effect. And that's directly caused by not having two eyes and having nystagmus and having all my other conditions. So, what coming in your think, Cleves? Get a cure then, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing that comes to mind is someone who doesn't want disability to be a part of their identity they are identifying as a lot of other things. And I know that the whole thing at the moment is. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And label yourself, I am me and you are you, and we'd have to label ourselves. But there will be people who do not want disability to be a part of that. And they want to be an athlete or they want their job to be who they are or they want to be a singer, songwriter or a chef or any number of things and disability is not in that wheelhouse. I mean, has anyone got any other sort of positives of why anyone would sort of walk that path of not wanting to have that disability there? No, it's pretty much been said. Mm. So let's flip it then. Why would someone turn down a cure for their disability? Why someone want to stay disabled when there are things out there that can help them get rid of the disability or get rid of the side effects in major ways? I think you can live a fulfilling life having a disability. I live a fulfilling life. So if you're happy, why change that, I guess? But I also I think disability kind of gives you an empathy that you probably wouldn't have if you didn't come across disabled people in your everyday life or or if you didn't have a disability it makes you think a bit more about other people's struggles what's your attitude towards that please but why would i keep hold of it why would you keep hold of it two reasons one your disability could be the reason that prospects become available to you now we mentioned the ellie simmons documentary i spoke to someone whose kid is in those trials and he knows other people within that community. And he said that um, a lot of people with a chondroplasia get certain jobs, mainly as dwarves and things like that, uh, like acting roles. And he said one person that he knew had leg lengthening and he stopped getting acting roles because he was too tall. So in that case, the disability was the thing that got him that job. That's really true, actually. In my everyday life, being blind has definitely brought me opportunities being female of an Asian background and blind, I tick so many boxes for people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's helped me a little bit in life, I have to admit. I completely get it. And this sort of comes down to like disability can be your identity and that, that can really be like countering what, what, I, what we said before. Like, it doesn't have to be your identity, but it can just be a little helping hand to get you that extra step up in life. But then that is still part of your identity. If you're being hired yeah, part of it, but you're, making it, you're, you're making it sound out like it's the only thing that you have going for you, but it's not. It's just but a part it's, of it. But if it's checking one of those boxes, it is a part of your identity. It's a part of it, yeah. It yeah. happens to be a part of your identity that's helping you out. So I think that this is these are all very fair points, but not having the disability, people, and I know it's a bit of a Schrodinger's cat sort of thing, 
But who's to say that people would not be equally or more happy on the other side of things? Is it, I know it's impossible to know, but if I use myself as an example, I've done some really great things and my disability has helped me get to those things. But who's also to say that if I didn't have this, my visual impairment, I wouldn't be doing much more amazing things which were limited to me in my current capacity? Well, your personality lets you down. <laughs> yeah, well, we can't help that, <laughs> can we? Your stunning good looks won't get you everywhere, T. <laughs> well, they haven't got me anywhere so far. <laughs> Go away. Yeah, so, so I've got a face for radio. That's what I've been told. <laughs> so like I say, it's a difficult one, right? Because like, it's impossible to know what would be the other side of things. Like, if I had never had a visual impairment, what, might, what would my life have been? I think educationally, I wouldn't have pushed myself if, if I had more vision. Because when I was partially sighted, I did, I could just float along at school, really. I was naturally, you know, average in subjects. But then when I lost my vision, I felt like I had to prove a point of like, yes, I can do this and I can be better. I, I probably would have not got the, the grades I did without my visual impairment. But mm. at the same time, I definitely could have been happy having vision. I always think I would have been a pre- professional tennis player or something because my parents are big tennis players and that's how I you know grew up with tennis and I can imagine if if I was fully sighted I would have been playing from a really early age and I love sport anyway and still doing sport as someone with a visual impairment I've tried to go down the athletics route instead so I think that I still would have had that love of sport being visually impaired or, or not. Shall we move on to the the tricky question I actually had two points, by the way. Here's my second point. Okay. The reason someone might want to stay disabled, financial. I do like the free money. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's not just the free money. It's all the sweet, sweet mm-hmm. like benefits, you know, your exemptions, like from if you want to get a place, you're going to be exempt from council test, you're going to get a sweet, sweet, uh, not... Why why is there blind person's tax allowance? Does anyone know this? Why we're allowed to earn a bit more? If just blind people, other disabilities have to pay the same tax level as everyone else, but we get a little perk. Hi. Don't knock it. It's only like 50, 50 quid, but still. No, it's more than that. It's a couple the, of grand. What? It's two grand. Like your your earnings go up like two grand before you start getting taxed. Instead of like hmm. the what is it, 13 grand, it goes up to 15. Have you got a third point you want to bring in? No, 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 but the thing is, the counterpoint of that is, if you could, if you didn't have a disability, would your opportunities in the job market be more open for you to be able to earn more money? Well, yeah, I could casually work in a supermarket rather than struggling to find a job, I suppose. It'd be easier to get a job. But but then the argument is some people work like minimum wage jobs their entire lives. It's not necessarily your disability that will hold you back. No, sometimes it'll be... Other things. Lots of people don't even do that, mate. But maybe taking Selena's point, because you're disabled, you're more motivated to go out there and get shit done. In some cases. Well, yeah, in some cases. So if we go down the personal routes, so would we choose to not have our disability? And I would say, I would say yes, because I don't see how my disability adv- is any advantage to me. And we've covered some stuff like the financial side and things like that. I don't see those as enough of an advantage 
or the things I've done in my life as an advantage enough for me to want this to be a part of my life. Anything that I've had at, at my disposal as a blind person or a vision impaired person would have be would be replaced with someone something sort of equal to that in other ways with full sight. And that's me, and I'm gonna throw it at one of you two. Nominate Cleves. Right. Well, I'm gonna say no, because personally I'm quite happy with my current standard of life. The financial impact of so it's a balanced act. That's what I'm going to say. The severity of disability versus the amount you get for it. So I'm on the same tariffs, I'm going to say. You know, like the uh, the amount that you get in, in PIP, basically. Rates. Right. Yeah. Anyway. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I'm on the same rates, I would argue, probably, as both yourself and Selena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my sight is probably not as bad. So playing that balancing act. It's too financially viable to have my condition at this point in my life not to have it. I mean, first I'm going to dob you into the yeah, DWP. I'm not saying I don't deserve the money. I'm just saying, compared to other people that are rated within the same class as myself, other people have worse sight conditions. Do you think that would change if your sight got a lot worse? To the point where... Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that that's why it's based on severity. If it did get worse, then I would probably, I'd probably turn around and go, do you know what? The financial implications of this isn't worth it. I'd rather have my sight back. And the other thing is the uh, stage in life in which that I'm at. So if I'd have been asked the question at 16, yeah, I would have just taken it. I would have just taken the cure. Maybe even 10 years ago, I would have taken the cure. But now, because I've built this particular life, I'm sort of comfortable within my job, I'm comfortable in my surroundings and things like that. I'm quite happy just to have the disability and reap those sweet, sweet pounds. But does that mean, obviously, you've got a condition that is likely to get worse? If you could hit the pause button now, and this is your vision for the rest of your life, would you take it then? You you rolled the dice, and it says you can take the vision you've got now, or you can roll again. If you get a six, you get full sight. If you get a one, you get no sight. What would you do? What about the in-between numbers? It's just six and ones on the dice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I stuck at the site that I'm at now, I wouldn't I wouldn't be disappointed with that. But would yeah. you risk would you risk losing it if you could get more sight, have full sight again? Mm. It's a tricky question. Yeah, I think I would, but that's a gambler in me as opposed <laughs> to the realist in me. Someone gives me a good sweet gamble like that, I think, ah, but at least three of those sides are sixes. Because <laughs> I think it's the thing with any cure, but you, you think you're going to get this cure, but actually something could go wrong and it could go completely the other way. Mm. Is this experience talking? No, just my thoughts on it. And mm. for me, I personally, in my head, I would like to go back to having the partial vision I had at, at primary school age because I can't remember it being that much of a problem but then that might have just not been that much of a problem because I was really young and then when you become a teenager and young adult etc you discover other barriers but I was perfectly happy having that amount of vision I could get around fine I could read anything I mean I couldn't read the board at school but it wasn't that big a deal I found socializing fine and yeah I didn't even realize I was visually impaired to be honest just thought I was a bit more short-sighted than everybody else 
but since losing my sight I actually when I initially lost it at the age of 18 like to the level that it is now I spent a hell of a lot of time looking for cures researching stem cells in China and to this day every time I go to more fields I will ask the question is the what's the latest with technology and I've not had further retina surgeries to preserve my optic nerve um, in case there are any advancements in future and I'm a realist there's no way I'm ever going to get full vision again in my lifetime but if there's the opportunity of getting some sight back I think I'll take it I kind of regret though when I was losing my sight I didn't even think about certain things that I should have looked at and taken a photograph in my mind's eye to to remember for now that's not something I can go back on and I think if you do have partial vision and you are at risk of losing it later just do that just look at everything you want to and need to look at so you can at least remember it it's a nice sentiment I don't have many of them on here that's absolutely fair. <laughs> no, I made it all serious. Sorry. Like, no, it's no. nice. It's touching. What what we were missing was the endearing quality. And that really does resonate with me. And like, there's so much. Like, I've got a deteriorating condition. And I am wanting to, like, one of the reasons I want to have kids sooner than later is because I want to be able to see my kids and sort of preserve their image in my head, wherever that may be. Because I'm, I'm not you, Selena. I'm not naive. I know that in my lifetime, I'm not going to get this site back. I'll keep asking the questions and I'll keep looking into things, but it's, it's not going to happen. But I think remembering, like doing what you need to do like, and remembering what you want to remember if, if you are in this situation. And it goes with any disability, doesn't it? Like if you are losing sort of like your ability in your legs or your arms, do the things you want to do now. and. If, if a cure comes up and you want it, great. If not, at least you've done what you wanted to do. <laughs> no, it is the thing, though. We've all lost vision, but I guess somebody else who might have had the same vision their entire lives, they've not known any difference, so they don't really know what they're missing out on. Maybe their views are different to ours. Absolutely. And it's very subjective. Everyone's conditions are different. So you could ask 100 disabled people and they'd all give you not necessarily a different answer, but they all have different reasons and different attitudes towards this. Yeah, they'd really only give you one of two answers. True, but their reasoning <laughs> might be different. Yeah, true. Not everyone's going to be a scumbag doing it for the money like you. It's a really fair point now. I never considered that. So I'm glad I was already thinking of the lines of just going back to being partially sighted and not fully sighted. Yeah, you used to get that sweet money as well. <laughs> oh, mate, you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think partial sight's the way to go. <laughs> But there we go. It has been insightful. Pardon the pun. I thought it's been healing. Oh, if the cleaves to say something bollocks. I've got nothing. Nothing to say to that. <laughs> For me, it's been neither. Awesome. Well, until next time, I will see you both later on. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod. Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. You can also email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and then you can also find us on TikTok, but get us on all the other places.
This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. See what we've got to put up with, Selena. It's horrible to me. Uh, it's fine. <laughs>